Welcome back to the energetics of everything, your favorite place to learn about all things, wealth, health, and personal development from an energetic perspective. If you are someone who is in pursuit of both being the best version of yourself and creating a wildly impactful life, then this is the place for you. Throughout this podcast, you will learn how to use my hindsight as your foresight as you identify your purpose, optimize your behavior patterns, and create a ripple effect of positive change that your soul knows you're capable of. My name is Eden Carpenter, and I am so excited to be a part of your personal growth today. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the energetics of everything. I am so excited to introduce you to Christina. Christina is one of my favorite people to talk to. We always have such fun conversations and I feel like us just catching up and just talking about whatever we decide to talk about is going to be beneficial for us as well as you. So welcome, Christina. I'm so excited to have you here. Yay. I'm so excited to be here. I love our conversations. And I just think that everything that we talk about is like the most juicy, exciting, soul expanding thing. And I'm so pumped for everybody to be able to get in on it. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I think that we have to start by sharing the most adorable meet cute story that ever happened. And it's so six line of us. Yes. A six lines in our soulmate friendship connection. (laughs) We have adorable friendship moments just in general, but I think meeting was so fun because I went to LA for a mastermind and our Airbnb wasn't ready yet. And so I met Holly at a restaurant because she said that she was in town. And so we're both carrying around our giant suitcases in this restaurant. And she said that you were there and you were in another mastermind with her and you were meeting Mm -hmm. her there. And it was so fun. And that's how we met. But you go ahead and share that from your perspective (laughs) too. Yeah. I was just like, who is this person? Because you were starting to tell me about human design, something that I had never heard of ever in my life before. And I was very, you know, judgmental in my (laughs) defined mind of like, oh no, no, I know how I think about these things. I don't like being put in boxes and labels and I'm good. And as we were talking, I don't even think you like read my chart first. You were just like picking up on like your theories as you do kind of when someone's talking and you're like looking at their chart from the side, you were doing that before you knew my chart, you were kind of like piecing it together. And you were like, I think that. And then when I gave you my information, you continued to do that in the conversation where I was like, all right, this is like scarily accurate. And this isn't the kind of accurate that you read in like, I don't know. in like middle school, when you picked up like a cosmopolitan and you were like, Oh, Virgo this week, your crush Mm -hmm. is going to whatever you were just nailing every single thing about me. And I was like, what is this? Who is this girl? And you know, we just fell in love. We did. (laughs) We fell in love a couple years later. We almost fell down the stairs, you know, (laughs) I, I just want everybody, please message me if you need that video. Cause like, I feel like everybody needs to know when we talk about this. Yeah. I wish we could just implant it in their brain so they could see the hilarious nature of us hugging so hard and tumbling down these it's stairs. So cute. <laughs> yeah, we went to go get brunch and for another time that I was in the LA area and you were already there. I ran up the stairs, you came and hugged me and then we almost fell down the stairs. We went down a couple and we're like catching on to the railings, holding on to it. We hugged so hard <laughs> that we 
almost got hurt. But thank God your friend videoed it. Yes. I was like, I think a fun little us running to each other. Like, I know us. I know how excited we are to see each other. (laughs) I'm like, the sacral excitement needs to be captured. And it was Mm. captured. It was captured as we are tumbling down the stairs, (laughs) reaching for railings, flailing. But it was perfect. Uh, Yeah. One of my favorite videos Mm. ever. Same. Same. I think about it a lot. Very often. (laughs) Okay. So that weekend was actually a really big weekend for me because the next day I got to teach human design live for the first time. And it was with that group of Holly and Lauren, who was running the mastermind that they said, Hey, you should do a certification. You should teach human design on a much bigger scale. And so it was like a really pivotal weekend for me. And it was a pivotal weekend for Holly too. She's a four, six manifester. And she's talked about how human design came in and she was resistant to it. A lot of manifestors are resistant because that closed aura is like, you can't put me in a box. You don't actually see me. And now Holly runs the manifestor community. It's so four, six, right? That four line community and network. And she's a role model. And it's this thriving business that is not just human design, but niche human design to a specific topic and type. And I think that is just so fun that you were part of such a big weekend. Like, of course you were. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So that was February of 2020. Tell me a little bit about where you were in 2020 and just whatever story pieces come up for you. Ooh, well, I had just started my business in December of 2019. So it was like, what is that math? December, January, February, two months, yeah, baby. <laughs> two months in baby. Yeah. And it was really exciting because everything took off and blew up very quickly for me. So I was in this height of like, oh, this is a business. And you know, there are a bunch of people in my space now and I'm making money doing this and I'm creating art every day. It was such a quantum leap for me. And there was just like a lot of fun, fast energy. And so I remember after I went home and you told me that, and I like posted on my stories, I was like, met this cool girl, you know, you were intuition lifestyle then. And I was like, Mm -hmm. she taught me about this and guys, I'm a (laughs) four, six sacral generator. And I just went on this path of deepening that and starting to learn little bits and pieces that I've taken with me in my business, which was fun for me because as I said before, I'm not really usually like into this stuff, air quotes, where I'm like the Enneagram, is that what it's called? I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about being a Virgo other than, yeah, my closet is organized by season and color and I'm very OCD. But so it was just really fun to meet you in that point because it opened up this pathway of deepening what I already know about myself and coming into awareness of things that I kind of knew that really Mm -hmm. helped me connect to myself better and live my life and run my business from this place of like, yeah, that is why I do this. And Ooh, it really is about following the fun for me. And you just kind of took me on this journey. That's been deepening and deepening over the years. So it was Mm. really a pivotal moment for me too. Oh, I love that. (laughs) And yes, that's also so very four, six, you are designed to be surrounded by people that you can learn through watching their experience because the four, six is it's a personal karmic profile. Like you're still here to be the star of the show. You're still main character energy. You're still here to be the star of the show, but you learn and you develop through watching other people. Cause it's 
the four and the six are both transpersonal lines. And so the four is very much connecting to a network and being a companion, being a friend. And the six line is about being a role model. And so the roles and like how you explore yourself is through being a friend to people and through both being a role model and connecting with role models in general. And through that, you somehow personally master things. And so Mm. like four, six profiles are just fascinating to me. (laughs) I love them. I wish everyone could see your face as you said that. Your eyes like bugged out of your head. You're just like, whoa. Maybe we'll keep just that video. (laughs) Just fascinating. (laughs) Well, I love being a 4-6 and I feel like you've helped me understand myself so much deeper for how those two aspects of myself relate. And I think human design is really beautiful for that reason because every single thing I found out, I've been like, yeah, wow, that's true. Wow. Ooh, that is so helpful. You know, it's never felt like there's something outside of me telling me who I am. That's been limiting me. Mm-hmm. It's been again, like a deepening of what I know, a refinement and a clarity that puts something to words that I'm like, yeah, I do feel the things I oscillate between are like satisfaction and frustration or, you know, just for generators in general, but like our sacral, it's like, But the specifics of the profile has helped me a lot to understand myself of like, ooh, the four line fears like rejection and retreats and the six line, you know, it's like this wise Buddha energy and it's just so fucking accurate, scary. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I love it so much. Okay, so tell me a little bit about your business and your evolution. Because I feel like it's shifted a couple of times since 2020. And of course, mine has too. But yeah, let's just give a little bit of backstory to who Christina is. (laughs) Hello, my name is Christina Athena LeCarrie, born on (laughs) 9689. Well, so I started and, you know, before it even like happened, my boyfriend and I were wanting to do it together. And we were thinking, let's start a conscious communication Instagram And then we started that. It was called Language of Lovers for like a few months, a few weeks, actually. And then I was kind of like, sorry, babe, I feel like I'm supposed to do my own thing. And I just kind of was like, which, you know, was a learning experience. But then it turned into Journey to the Heart. And it was really about consciousness and started with relationships, like awakening through relationships. And then it kind of moved into just consciousness and awakening. And then as I started deepening my own embodiment of things, I was talking about manifestation. And then I was learning how to attract money and it was money. And then my business was blowing up and it was like now business. And so now it's been, I help leaders and visionaries and entrepreneurs, but it's really helping them unlock their potential, get out of their own way and align with their highest self so they can create the impact they desire. So it's like all of these pieces are still there. Mm -hmm. And to the untrained eye, it might've looked like I'm talking about all these different things, but I've always been talking about the same one thing in all these different areas. So it's been a really great journey because I thought at different points, people were going to leave or be like, oh, she's talking about this now. And, and maybe people did, but I found that people really just connect with my work for my frequency and my perspective and my level of consciousness and my understanding of the world. And they want to hear about that and all of these different topics. And so for me, it's been really exciting to speak to people who specifically want to use this work to grow their businesses, their soul led work to help the planet. And that's been exciting for me because I was like, I don't really want to share just this information to just anybody. I want Mm -hmm. this to be for people who are actually going to use it because to me, it felt like the best use of it, like compounded leadership to actually make an impact. So that's where I'm at. I love that so much. And specifically 
you have the right angle cross of consciousness is your incarnation cross. And so just shocking, <laughs> right? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> your conscious sun is in gate 64. This is your branding. Gate 64 is the last gate in the whole thing, right? We have 64 gates. Gate 64 is like completion energy. It is the last expression of consciousness. If you're going with the numbers, it's a really beautiful gate and it's in the head center, which is about awareness and inspiration. And I just love that you're so focused on consciousness and it seems like that is the running theme of even in relationships, it's conscious communication. You're intentionally saying things. You're not just saying the mad, angry thought. You're like, whoa, why do I want to say that mad, angry thought? What's it actually telling me? Your incarnation cross and your profile, they're really not things that you have to try and do because it's all just happening in your energy. Like all your whole design is playing out in your experience right now. Like you just are the embodiment of your design. And it's so fun to see that right angle cross of consciousness showing up as the main theme in not just your life, but also in your business, even though the way that you might say it might change or the way it might look might change your branding might change that core message and that core energy that you bring to people where you just show people life on a slightly bigger perspective. You show people how to zoom out just a little bit. You show them how to turn that confusion into that. Whoa, aha, everything makes sense moment. That's just your existence. Even without human design, you were doing that before. And now you're continuing to do that, even though it looks a little bit different. So just love that and reflecting that back to you. I love that. And yeah, that is my existence because, you know, I was talking to this, to somebody about this the other day where I was like, I'm always going to be talking about consciousness. Like when I found out that I had that in my chart, I was like, Who even knew that that could be part of a chart consciousness? That's the thing most people are like, what is that? But it's like my buzzword. It's my soul word. It's like my existence. And so anyway, I was saying that even before I started doing this work, it's like this work was brought to me. And it's like, I didn't have an Instagram, but I was writing messages on napkins and leaving them at diners or running up to people at concerts and whispering things in their ears and then running away. My soul has always been like broadcasting this message of, there's something beyond the conditioned mind. There's something beyond the reactive patterns. That's who you really are. And when you Mm -hmm. access this, you're liberated, you're aligned, you actually can live out your potential in all these ways. And so I think having grown up with so much suffering and mental illness and complete dysfunctionality, that was like my life's path to come to consciousness to now be like, whoa, if I could be there and can now be here in all Mm -hmm. these ways from this work, It's just like everybody on planet earth needs to know about this is how I feel. So yeah, Yeah. it is my existence. It's so much bigger than just my work. It's like who I am at the core of my soul. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. It's more than my work. It's who I am at the core of my soul. Ooh, that was juicy. (laughs) (laughs) That was so juicy. Text it, tag it, tweet it. I said it, I missed it. (laughs) Quote me. (laughs) My new bio. Yeah, (laughs) timestamp. I'm on threads. We're all on threads now. Yeah. <laughs> I thing. called it thread this morning and I was like, oh my God, Christina, that's not even what it's called. You can't misname <laughs> quote what the app is called on the first day. You got to get it right. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> people know what you're talking about, especially if it's the all first right. day. Half the people are calling it thread. <laughs> I was like, oh no, that's like calling Facebook the Facebook. I was like, oh, oh. 
I made an edit real quick, but anyway, yeah. So it is my soul. It's my soul. Yeah. That's your soul. Okay. So beautiful conscious business owner, what is giving you life right now? Oh, having a fucking assistant who knows what she's doing, who can do everything I don't want to do that I don't have to think about. And, you know, she's really supported me in setting up systems and structures so that now until the end of the year, all I need to do is create content and teach the things. Like I just show up, everything is done. And that is making me feel so light and alive where I can Mm -hmm. now have a desire and follow it instead of like, I have a desire. Now I have to write an email, create a Facebook group, send an ad event link, do the Zoom thing, send the, oh my God. It's where dreams go to die for me. It was so- (laughs) That's been giving me so much life structurally. And then like energetically, I have just recently blasted the fuck out of my tendency to close my energy. Mm -hmm. So in my business, in my relationship, just in life, like I've been so much more aware and conscious of these old emotional patterns that were causing me to be guarded or resistant or closed off to the flow of the moment. And I've just been you know, this is my work, but I've been deepening it in a level that I'm just like, oh my God, I'm cracked the fuck open to new levels of alignment and energy within myself that I just feel unrecognizable to me. And it's so exciting because it's not just growth in this area. It's truly consciousness is being liberated at a whole different level than I've ever experienced. And now it's growing in this area and now it's affecting this area. So it's just like all of these things are just opening up within me and it's just so exciting. That is beautiful work with your undefined emotional center where you're moving through that discomfort in the moment. That's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, because that emotional center is like, ooh, I'm going to avoid discomfort. It's either running away from uncomfortable feelings or running towards better feelings. It's like searching for a ooh. high or running away from a low. And if, if it's oh, in its, like, it. in its un, unaligned state. <laughs> But when you recognize like, oh, wow, I'm running away from something because I think it will be painful, that is the conditioning, right? That's your body saying the conditions where I feel good are where that conversation is not happening. And so your body Mm. says the story is I am safer away from that feeling. But you're realizing now that when you lean into that feeling, it's not as scary as you think it is. It's actually an opportunity for growth. It's actually a fun conversation or a fun moment. And it can be a whole experience and you can do that deconditioning work in the moment. So yeah, just you're deconditioning Uh, your emotional center right there. (laughs) You're such a genius and you're so brilliant to be able to have these conversations at an embodied level that takes human design into a real lived experience, because that is exactly what's been happening. I've been noticing in the past where things would have made me close. I'm now just calling it out. Oh, I'm Mm -hmm. feeling vulnerable. Okay, great. Like, let me feel the vulnerability, like the texture, the feeling, the experience. Let me breathe. Let me release the energy. And now I'm like, here I am. Let's keep going or whatever it is. It's just been so exciting because I'm realizing that the things that used to keep me stuck, stagnant, and small are now portals to the version of myself I've always wanted to be. So now I'm looking forward to them. I'm like, oh, resistance. Yum. What's on the other side? (laughs) (laughs) That has been a really big theme for me too. One of my little mantras. Have you seen Finding Nemo? Of course. Okay. I figured. I just, you know, they say fish are friends, not food. 
Yes. <laughs> been saying that with my shadows. My shadows are my friends, not food. And so it's not like I don't have to attack it. I don't have to be mad at it. I don't have to try and like eat it and make it disappear. It's my friend. It's something that I can swim with. It's something that I can sit with. It's something that, like you said, it's a portal to something else. And I've been thinking a lot about like shadows being portals. And I was thinking about frustration. And when you're feeling frustration, it's running a signal up to your conscious mind. It's capturing your conscious attention with a really intense sensation. But the story that it's telling, the first story may not be accurate because you know you feel this big surge of energy. Your brain puts together the pieces in front of you and it says, oh, I'm frustrated because this isn't working the way I wanted it to. And in reality, you can take a step back and you can say, oh, wow, I feel frustrated but it's actually just big sacral energy happening. Like I'm feeling activated. And even though the situation is gonna take seven steps and I originally thought it was gonna take three, I now have more energy right now because my sacral is activated. I am quote unquote frustrated, but that frustration is still active sacral energy, it's fuel. And so you can say, Ooh. I am frustrated, or you can say, oh wow, my body is activated enough to tell me that this specific thing is not working. And if I just tweak it a little bit, there is massive satisfaction really, really close to me. And so I just love that you brought that up because I'm like, oh, wow, I've been thinking about the same thing. <laughs> I love that you brought that up because now I've got two things I'll raise Perfect. to that. First of all, what the mantra that I've been telling myself in those moments, you're going to laugh, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. <laughs> like when I want to oh close and then I open, it's just like, you know, it's like, oh, it's just, just keep swimming. So when you said finding Nemo, I like froze and almost peed my pants. I was like, oh my oh, God. You about to say, but the also this, this really relates to, for those who are listening, who didn't know this, like right before we recorded this, we started to record and my headphones died and my computer was dying and I was all, oh, I'm so annoyed. And then we realized like, oh, well, I didn't even know my computer was dying till my headphones died, which I did know about. So that would have been a problem later. Like, thank you, life, for supporting me. Mm -hmm. And I had this experience this morning, which was just what you said, where I'm now doing my programs on Facebook. And I realized this morning that only a handful of a bunch of the people had joined the Facebook group. And I was like, it's tomorrow. What's going on? And I got the download that was like, have the Facebook group, but hold it on zoom because I'm feeling like a lot of people have been telling me like that they don't use Facebook and I wanted the community. And so I felt frustrated that I'm like, Oh, we're going to have to change all the links, send out all the things. And then I was like, Christina, this is information to help for the future programs. So yeah. you can tighten the way that you're doing it and have the option for both people. And I noticed that part of me that wanted to be like, this is so annoying. I'm so frustrated. Mm -hmm. And then it was kind of like, but this is helping you to get clear, to be in yeah. deeper alignment. And that's something I've really been focusing on is it's not a problem. Like when I've really been focused on not creating problems for myself. And so when mm -hmm. things come up, like, how is this helping me refine my process, refine my copy, refine my launches or find my programs? Cause life is here to support me. Mm -hmm. And it does feel a little crunchy because you want to be like, it doesn't feel like that. But when you actually see that, as we had with the headphones example, you're like, oh, let me use these things to support me. Then it comes the satisfaction. It's yeah. like, ah, I always wanted to do it on Zoom anyway and just broadcast it at the Facebook group. And now I'm like, perfect. Thanks, life. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. I've been slowing down the creation process for Messy. And like, I usually get in the zone and then just like, 
bust a course out in like a week, like 12 hour days, not stopping, forget to eat. Like I just go. And I have been working on this. Like the original idea came to me in December. It's been eight months since I originally got the ideas of rapid resolution therapy needs to be blended with human design and it needs to be not a course. And so that was like the original idea. And so I sat with that and then I got the nudge to actually learn a little bit more, get a certification or go through one of the many programs for rapid resolution therapy. So I went through that and I learned a whole bunch, but it felt like a very stiff structure. It's like a very specific method. And I was afraid of doing it wrong. I was afraid of messing it up. We're rewiring people's unconscious minds. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a big deal. And they're talking about, you have to avoid this and you have to avoid that. You can't say this, you can't say that. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna do it wrong. (laughs) And so it was like a lot of nervous energy that I got to work through. And then I got the nudge of, I needed to burn my business down to make the space for this, to make the brand for this, to make the foundation of a business be not just digital courses, but to be a resource that's helping in a whole new way. So I had to burn the boats. And of course, that gave me more space. That launch secured all of our salaries for the rest of the year. Anything else we do this year is cherries on top. Like everything is secured. All expenses are fine. That wouldn't have happened if I hadn't have had the nudge earlier. And so it's just been like one thing after another. And it's been frustrating. I've been sitting here (laughs) since March. I'm like, okay, I burned my business business down. I thought I would have a whole new website. I would have all of the things done in April. (laughs) I was like, okay, one month, I got this. And (laughs) we're in July now as we record this and I'm still working on it, but I've really loved the dedication. I really loved the devotion to my practice, the devotion to my creativity. I'm realizing that like the actual process of creating is so much more fun when I'm not focused on when is this getting out? Is this getting out fast enough? Is it getting the results? And so like that slowing down has yeah, it's caused some issues. There were a couple of audios that I recorded, they were fully done. And then I listened back to them and I'm like, this sounds like a script. It sounds so, (laughs) so stiff and stiff recording. Yeah. I was like, I feel like a robot right now. This is not the vibe. That's not quite it. But that was frustrating. Like I wrote the script. I spent like two days writing these scripts. I recorded them, had a couple of retries in the recording. I sent them to editing. They are already edited and finished and I'm not going to use them because I don't like them. And that was Mm -hmm. a moment where I was like, okay, is this my perfectionism? Is this like, I'm trying to do too much. I'm just not satisfied and it's actually good. And I realized that my high standards are there for a reason. If I see that something's not right, that's exactly what I need. You know, you think of painting, if you want to make a straight line, you can sit there and say, where do I need to start? Where do I need to finish to make a straight line? Or you can just make a line and you say, oh, that's not straight. And you know exactly where to make that straight, or you know, at least the direction to Mm. go in to make it a straight line. And so I feel like that is responding. It's like we have to put Mm. the things out there to give ourselves something to respond to as well. Ah, that is so good. And yeah, that's like the process, right? If you don't do that, you can't know. Mm. My example with the Facebook group, it's like I had an idea that I was like, I'd like to do it on Zoom. So it's just for everybody, but I still want to have the group. But I had to have that experience to give myself something to respond to, to refine. It's like, oh, we'll do it on Zoom and broadcast it here so they can still have the community. Everybody can join. And I really feel like, again, when you lean into that edge and instead of making it a problem and you're like, everything is happening for me, life is giving me like little winks and how I'm responding is helping to refine and grow it. 
you really do look back and see that you're like, whoa, none of that was a problem or an issue. Mm -hmm. It was helping to build the thing I actually want to build. And when you're tuned in to using those frustrations to open, that's when the magic happens. I've had that so many times with coffee where I've been like, "Mm, it's not really connecting. I don't think people are feeling it. And instead of being like, why is nobody reaching out or buying this offer is fucking incredible. I like tune back in and then I'm like, Hey, you've just been selling this thing, but you haven't been creating content around it. That's not aligned for you. You need to connect deeper. And then it's like, Mm -hmm. boom, 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 boom. Oh, people are in the inbox. Right. Right. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I love that. I love that we're both so intentional with our responding and we're so open to the adventure. My patience and my ability to sit in that discomfort when things are not looking exactly the way that I think they should look has Mm. been like one of the greatest skills that I have developed is like being Mm. able to continue to show up even though the results don't instantly show up. I said this in a post the other day, it was that I realized that being in flow doesn't necessarily mean instant results. And I was like, Mm. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I think there's something to be said about really being connected to your frequency, staying in your frequency, no matter what's happening, using what's happening as a pathway to deepen that relationship Mm -hmm. and showing up for your soul led work, because it's what you're here to do, even when things feel a certain way. And I find that that is the energy of someone who's here to do big shit. You're just like, I'm not available to not do what I came here to do. So is there going to be stuff that comes up along the way internally and externally? It's going to challenge me. Yes, but who do I want to be and how do I want to respond to those moments Mm -hmm. to really be who I came here to be? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had some interesting situations with business partnerships in the past. And it's weird because like I didn't really have issues dating. I literally married my high school boyfriend and it's been perfect. We've been great for almost a decade. And so like I don't really have a lot of like dating experience, but I have gone through a couple of business partnerships that just didn't quite work out, just didn't communicate well. They were rough experiences, but I'm now working on one of the most beautiful partnerships ever. And it's like an international business partnership. We're creating an entirely new business together. And I was talking to my coach. I'm working with Andrea Crowder right now. Mm. And yeah, she's amazing. Um, She was mentioning that my ability to still be open to partnerships, she's like, that's amazing. Being burned Mm. the way that you have been burned and you are still open to showing up for partnerships and open to going into that again is really admirable. And she was saying that people usually get burnt in a business partnership and then they're just not open to collaboration. And my initial Mm. reaction was, well, of course I'm open to more. I worked so hard. I learned so many lessons from those ones. What's the point of learning them? Like I had to learn them for something. I had to learn them for the right (laughs) relationship. I'm not just going to have these lessons be like, oh, okay. I regret being in partnerships. That's not for me. It's like, I'm learning a skill. I'm developing something so that I can do it well, so that I can do it confidently, so that I can do it without my conditioning. I was given the opportunity to go through a couple of business partnerships that didn't pan out the way that we thought they would for various different reasons. And it helped me become more confident confident in my communication and partnership. It's helped my marriage communication as well. It's so easy to close off, but when we're open to being vulnerable, it's really where the growth happens. Mm -hmm. Mm, Yeah, I agree. I I feel like there's just so much magic when you can see everything as a process for alchemy, like truly. 
And not just in this way, that's like a mental concept. It's like, oh, that was all to help me, but actually to integrate that into your embodiment and bring that forward Mm -hmm. to refine it. Because especially as business owners, that's what we have to do every day. It's like, oh, okay. You know, what can I take from this experience? What was here for me to learn? And what am I going to do with that information moving forward that being connected to the energy in the universe and responding to things actually helps you be like, whoa, now I learned this to be able to create this thing that I wanted to. And even though I was frustrated in this moment that it was not aligned with what I wanted to create, it was like the pathway and the doorway to it. Mm -hmm. And that's like, ooh, yum. (laughs) Pathway and the doorway to it. Yeah, I've been coming back to some old chemistry knowledge lately because I'm a nerd. Um, I have none, so don't expect me to chime in with anything. That's okay. You'll understand this. You understand energy. But one of the first things that we learned in college chemistry is that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It is only rearranged. And so Mm. when I think about alchemy, I think about we have a shadow or something. We don't want to get rid of it. We don't want to just ignore it. We don't want to get rid of it. We can't just erase it, make it not exist. We have to rearrange it. We have to untangle Mm. it. We have to shape it into something new, whether that's through, I mean, my perspective is that we kind of use our definition to reshape it. So for me, it's, you know, if I'm going to reshape a situation, I have control over my emotions. My emotional center is defined so I can lean into how I'm feeling and see, okay, how am I feeling? How do I want to feel? What is the different sensation? What do I want to feel instead? What would I like to move this into? What would I like to translate this into? With both of us having defined ajnas, it's what are we seeing? How can I see this differently? That is alchemy. That is Mm. saying like it's the same thing. It's the same situation. You're just changing everything about it by looking at it from a slightly different angle. The things that we feel like we don't have control over the things that we're like, oh, I can't alchemize this. It's not mine. The things that we're here to surrender to, those are the universe. That's recognizing that alchemy is happening for us as well. Energy is being rearranged to meet us as well. We're not solely responsible for rearranging and doing absolutely everything. We get to do our part and we rearrange the energy the way that it needs to be rearranged, but that's just life, right? Energy comes in, we rearrange Mm. it, we send it back out. I love that. And and it's so beautiful when you can recognize there's a different way of seeing this, especially when you know how your conditioned mind wants to see it. And I think what's been helpful for me is I always recognize the feeling in the body before the thought. I don't mean to beat a dead horse here, but with the Facebook example, when I saw that only four of the like 40 people who were in the program joined, I was like, WTF, mate. And I felt the so frustration of like, oh shit, like I think something's off here. And then it was like, Oh, instead of going into the thought, which my mind really wanted to be like, oh no, this is going to be a lot of work to send to my assistant. The last, oh, da, da, da. I was just like, ah, there's something in my body here. Let me feel this. And then once I realized there was that resistance, it was like, how can I see this in a way that's going to support me and taking, I think it's Rumi who says this, don't quote me. Like, I'm very nervous to say that it is him. It totally might not be, but it's like, take the pearl, leave the shell behind. So it's like, here's the information. What do I want to do with it to bring it into this new level of embodiment where it transcends being a problem and starts to be a portal. And I think for me, that happens in the body because I notice, oh, there's a feeling in here. And I think about the feeling as an alarm clock. It's like, Mm -hmm. there's frustration. It's like, oh, you're falling asleep to some story that's not aligned. Oh, you're falling asleep to an old way of being that's keeping you in this energy. And then all of a sudden it doesn't compound because you're just like, oh, thank you so much. Stop alarm. Got it. Now what? (laughs) The alarm is a beautiful analogy. 
I love that so much because from a physiological standpoint, I'm really nerding out today. <laughs> when when we... aren't you nerding out? You're like the smartest, <laughs> most beautiful, brilliant person on planet Earth. You can't not nerd out. There's way yeah, too much just... embodiment and too many facts. <laughs> yes. All the information just coming out of me. But yeah, from a physiological standpoint, we have two kinds of nerves. We have sensory nerves and we have motor nerves. Sensory nerves bring sensations from our body to the center of our nervous system. So your fingers, the, the signal of like touching my desk is a little bit cold. So if I put my hand on it, the feeling of cold sensation, it's going up my arm to my spine. And my body made the decision of I don't have to pull my hand away before my conscious mind was able to think the thought that was cold. And so if I touch something that was really hot, the decision to pull my hand away is not in my mind. It is not in my conscious awareness. It's actually in a reflex arc that's in my spinal cord. Like reflex arcs are in your spinal cord where certain sensations are so intense that they bypass your central nervous system and a motor neuron will just respond instantly. Mm -hmm. There's our reflexes that are happening at a very, very, very unconscious level. And then we have decisions that are happening in more of like our brainstem, which is breathing, regulating your heart rate, keeping you alive, nourishing you, taking nutrients out of your food, all of that is going on in your brainstem. And then if a signal is really, 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 really important, it's going to go all the way up to your conscious awareness. And so when you say the alarm clock, it's literally because your body says, hey, we have this story or like these instructions written in the unconscious of like, this always equals this. Whatever mm. story was written of like, you have to feel worthy before you you can do the thing or whatever. So it says like, hey, we have this story, but the recent programming is saying this. We've heard some misinformation. <laughs> can you clarify for us? Because the conscious mind is only responsible for less than 1%, less than half a percent of the information that you're receiving. Right now, your body is taking in sounds. It's taking in like what I'm telling you, but also the sounds outside of you. It's taking in the visuals of both the screen that you're looking at and the room that you're in. You have awareness of the clothing on your body, but you're not conscious of all of that all at once. You can only mm, pay mm. attention to one thing at a time. That alarm clock is literally your body saying, hey, we don't have an automatic program for this. What do you want to put in place? And so your decision <laughs> so cool. in that moment, that's where the deconditioning happens, right? It's like alarm clock, hey, this is the story. We've got some misinformation. What's the decision that you want to be just automatic? for the rest of your life? What would you like to reprogram your unconscious mm. with right now? And if you look at it like that, it's not, oh no, I don't know what to do in this situation. It's, oh wow, I get to rewrite my whole programming in this moment. Right now mm. I can completely change this belief system, this sensation, this pattern, not just right now in this moment, but literally forever. And so Ooh. another affirmation that I've been using is, as soon as I am conscious, I am confident. Because as soon Ooh. as I have conscious awareness, I am confident that whatever I do in the next moment is going to be aligned because as soon as you have conscious awareness, you can make a choice. You're not just mm. responding. So yeah, that's my mm. whole tangent based off of what you said. <laughs> I love that. It's like to even be able to choose and have that choice requires a really high level of consciousness in which a lot of people who are still identified with the self and the time-bound mind, like there is no choice because you don't even see these things. You don't feel these things. Things come up and there's no space between them and you just become them, play them out, live them, 
call them reality, make stories about it, deepen your reality and identification. It's this whole mind fuckery, but it, it really is possible when you're like committed to living in the present moment and you're the witness of your thoughts and you're the feeler of your feelings. And you're like, I'm the one behind all of this experiencing it. Now what? Mm -hmm. Now what? <laughs> like now what do I want to do? <laughs> that was a beautiful, yeah. I'm feeling the vibes kind of wrapping up. I feel like we had a beautiful conversation around consciousness and I just we, got we like did. the conscious awareness of like, okay, I think we're done <laughs> with the conversation. <laughs> feels complete. Yeah. yeah. Feels complete. Well, yeah, that was beautiful. I'm so excited that we just talked and like saw where this went. It was perfect. It was exactly where it needed to go. Any yeah, final comments, final things that are coming to your mind? I just think like deepening the understanding that everything that's happening is a pathway to who you want to be and what you want to create. And when you look at it that way, the things that were problems and that you experience as pain become portals. And to really look forward to those things, as you were saying, like gamifying messy, it's just kind of like a game. It's like, Ooh, here comes this thing. Who do I want to be? How do I want to use this experience mm -hmm. to catapult myself to the other side? Because that really is where all the peace and the juice and the joy and the magic is. Yes. I love that. Your shadows are a portal. You have power in every situation. As soon as you are conscious, you are confident. And just keep swimming. Yeah. Just keep swimming. <laughs> just keep swimming. <laughs> yes. Well, just keep swimming. We love you. And thank you so much for listening to today's episode. <laughs>